Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Takeoff Experience, where I sit down with highly driven people to talk about their journey, their failures, and their successes. If you want to take off in your career, your business, your finances, or your mindset, then this podcast is for you. Welcome back to the Takeoff. Joining us in the booth this week is Patrick, who is a co-founder of a company called very puzzled who is a children's toy manufacturer that focuses on african caribbean themed jigsaw puzzles for children their mission is to provide children and young adults with a platform that allows them to explore and learn about the richness of the african continent i hope you are ready for the gems that are going to be dropped today how are you doing today patrick i'm very well thank you atto and uh, thank you for having me no, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's, it's good to have you on board. I've been wanting to get you on um, for, for a while now. So I think today is going to be a very, very um, insightful conversation. I always start the podcast with this question because I always find it interesting. It's always interesting to to understand this. Um, what is your worst uh, financial mistake? Um, <laughs> probably made a few. Um, I over leveraged myself. I got a bit too ambitious. Um, okay just at the start of the pandemic, um, mm. we wanted to really scale. And so we acquired the license to make jigsaw puzzles for four premiership oh. clubs. Um, wow. And that just didn't work. Um, yeah, we took out like a loan to make the puzzles. Plus we were paying a license fee. And um, wow. yeah, I, I literally, yeah, lost half of what, yeah, it just, yeah. So <laughs> a few, wow. like, a, a few couple of tens of thousands of pounds basically it cost me so it hurts to think about it but um Mm. and it's probably something that we're it's gonna need to be paid off like over the next two to three years maybe so i just need to kind of breathe and um just pay it down gradually and just kind of um yeah but that's to be candid that's like the biggest final well biggest for us monetarily but you know, mm. other people have got other horror stories and stuff. So, um, okay, wow. In the grand scheme of things, it's maybe not yeah. a huge amount of money, but for us, it was kind of like a big ouch. Wow, wow. And Premier League Cubs, why why did you want to to do Premier League? Was it that you had an interest in football? You thought it was just like a good opportunity to, to go down that way? I just thought it was a good opportunity. I was just okay. like thinking about different things, and I thought people mm. love their clubs, clubs are mm. well supported. People yeah. pay, pay like 60, 70, 80, 100 pounds or more for the shirts and the kits okay. every year. They buy multiple kits. I just thought it would, it would be a no-brainer. I guess okay. it was more maybe like clout chasing, they might say, okay. in terms of, you know, these are well-respected brands. It's global. You know, people will go for it. But I think what I'm learning and what maybe I'm not good at um, is marketing. I think okay. I can kind of develop the product. Um, but actually... Yeah, you have the products, but people got to know about it and you've got to promote it and you've got to get it in front of people. And I think that's one of the things that I've struggled with within the company Mm -hmm. Um, and looking to do more of that really. um, Okay. But also, it's it's a number of factors. It was just... Yeah. It wasn't... 
I think people gravitated towards us because of our messaging and okay. the, you know what we were about, like representing Africa and the Caribbean, which is you know mm-hmm. underrepresented. And so people mm-hmm. felt a passion, and you know there was a mm-hmm. clear need. There isn't really a need for an Arsenal puzzle. No one's like, yeah. you know, it's it's you know it's great. It's not a bad yeah. thing, but actually, yeah, I like my club, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I don't know. So I think it was kind of that where actually, oh crap, I've never seen a puzzle of Africa before. Why not? Mm-hmm. I've never seen a puzzle of Jamaica or Ghana. Yeah, I have to get it. Like you know, okay, it's it's, it's just yeah, it's there. But I think for clubs, it's like. Yeah, I don't know. I can, I can yeah, take that. Yeah, that makes easy. sense. That, yeah, no, you I know mean. what? I, I get it. Yeah, I, I definitely get what you're saying. I feel like what you're saying is that, like, you know, with with getting a football puzzle, you feel like you don't stand out much, right? It's like who is actually the brand. Whereas with the the, the puzzles, which we'll touch on a little bit later, you have some, you have a USP actually yeah. um, with it. And you know, sometimes I think with businesses. There's risks. Sometimes you have to take the risk, you know, just to see yeah. what will work and what won't work. So, you know, though you say, okay, yeah, you know, you spent this amount of money, you were able to find another opportunity out of it, you know, sometimes, even though it was an expensive opportunity, you, you yeah. got something out of it. Um, it's the way I like to, to, to see it. Um, okay. Very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. I wanted to take it back because I wanted to get to know who you are. I know I, I described, you know, you as the co-founder, but who exactly is uh, Patrick? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I'm 45 years old now. I was born in Accra in Ghana. Um, okay, wow. I moved to the UK uh, when I was seven. Mm-hmm. So that, that's me in a nutshell, really. Um, my family uh, originate from a small town um, in the second city in, in uh, Ghana. Okay. That's my core essence, really. I'm just a kid from a town and, you know, like, somebody that you know my grandmother loved dearly that I loved dearly yeah. as well and you know my mm-hmm. great aunts and stuff and those are the people that are, I hold most dear um them my mom and and my daughter really principally um and I think at the core just wanted to make them proud wanted to make my family mm-hmm. proud um yeah that's that that's wow the core. That's, that's there's, interesting. there's a lot of things above and beyond but mm-hmm. when everything else away uh my essence really is yeah that's the the town that i hail from and just want to make sure my my family are proud of me wow wow and do you do you go back to ghana very often i i try to i haven't been back uh since 2019 was the last time i went back so i took my daughter with me and it was Mm -hmm. kind of like a business trip wanted to try and get stopped in some of the big retail outlets there um we've got a few that stopped us and it's doing okay uh my dad lives in ghana so he helps us uh there as well so that's really good uh but before that uh i think i'd gone back a year or two before that um when my grandmother passed away so i went to her funeral so i would definitely like to go back more often um but yeah just yeah i haven't the resources to do so so yeah yeah yeah, yeah, no, that that makes sense. And um, so, is most of your family in Ghana, and you're the only one here, or is you got some family here? And it's a bit of both. Mostly, uh, my mum is in the UK, uh, and mm-hmm. my siblings are in the UK as well. So, um, and then I've got cousins, extended family in in the UK. So, um, it's a bit of, bit of both, basically. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. That's that's very very interesting. Like, yeah, I've always 
always wanted to go to Ghana. It's on my list. I've got, yeah, I've got quite a few, like, Ghanaian friends, like, close, close ones as well. And they always tell me, like, how um, lovely um, it is there. So, yeah, it's definitely um, on on my list. Um, so, I wanted to understand. Can you give us a bit of an insight into the day and life of Patrick? Um, yeah, it's mostly work, 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 <laughs> work. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know, kind of get up at, I don't know, 5.30 or whatever. And 5.30, then, wow. Yeah, well, the alarm goes up at 5 and then I, I struggle to wow. get on. I'm usually up by 5.30. But then um, I try and, like, be at my desk, as it were, from, like, mm-hmm. 6, half 6, maybe. Or usually approaching 7 and then I try and do, like, an hour of my own work. And then mm-hmm. I prep, like, I work full time. So then, you know from eight I try and prep and we usually have like a daily stand-up call at 8 30 um mm-hmm. so do that and then finish at five and then um wolf something down to eat and then um maybe try and do another couple of hours depending on what I what I have on typically it's answering lots of emails chasing people trying to get sales mm-hmm. that sort of thing um mm-hmm. some days you know I might do more uh then weekends mm-hmm. I will typically have my daughter, like I pick her up on Friday evening um, and then drop her back to her mum's on Sunday afternoon-ish, morning afternoon. So, yeah, so when, like, in the mornings and the weekends, I'll try and do some work. In the evenings and the weekend, I'll try and do some work. Um, it doesn't sound like the most glamorous, most fun <laughs> existence. Um, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to anybody. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's just, yeah answering emails firing firing off emails okay trying to strategize about the business where we want to go what things to do um yeah i have a designer so if i have an idea of a Mm -hmm. new concept then you know i'll run it by them get them to start you know designing it do the research um but yeah it can be any number of emails chasing suppliers chasing Mm -hmm. like stockists handling delivery postage you know you name it pretty much um having to do it all wow so you're working in the business full-time right it's, it's not like you're doing it on the side and then you've got a full-time job it's no i'm working in the business uh part-time i have a full-time job outside okay of yeah wow okay wow that's why you get into that's why you wake up so early wow yeah. that is insane why why so early that i don't know curiosity. i've always kind of woke up early for a long mm. time um mm. i kind of listened to like a tape a long time ago when before podcasts and things and um what struck me was you know the gratitude of being alive like actually you've got to think about the thousands tens of thousands that people that went to sleep just never woke Mm -hmm. up like that's true you know because you just go to bed you don't think about it and Mm -hmm. you know so i'm always um grateful to to you know to wake up and think okay cool you know I've got a chance to do something and, you know, I can push things along. So as hard as it might be, um, yeah, just having that gratitude, I guess. Wow. That's powerful. I've actually never heard anybody give me a reason like that as why, as to why they wake up so early. So that is, when you say it, that literally just switched my mindset to be like, actually, you're, you're right. We always assume that we're just going to wake up the next day and it's just business as usual, pretty much. Wow. That is, that is absolutely um, epic and then typically when you're waking up at the six that's when you're doing your full-time job until the evening and then you start doing no so okay i try and like do like an hour before i start my normal okay. job um okay again just seeing what come came in overnight like mm-hmm. 
praying that Oprah emails me and like Jay Z puts in an offer. And, like, <laughs> you happen. never know. But, yeah, <laughs> just takes one of them, yeah. right? <laughs> so, um, but no, just catching up on things. Just it's just a lot of it's really just answering emails and it's just pushing things okay. along a little bit, a little bit. Okay. Um, and then hopefully that momentum will build up over time. Um, yeah. And then yeah, and then after my my nine to five, as it were, then I you know I'll do some of my own work again you know answering emails just mm-hmm. uh sometimes it's just pen and paper just um thinking of ideas celebrities to approach influencers to work mm-hmm. with you know answering emails and you know instagram messages from people like yourself and thinking about mm-hmm. you know going on podcasts and things like that so yeah it, it varies um yeah so okay that makes sense and how, how do you find the balance of doing it because i do a similar thing to you i, I still got a full-time job and i'm also doing you know, Savvy Wallet as a side hustle. How do you find that balance? Do you find it tough? Do you like it? Um, it's bad. It's not good. Um, mm. I kind of one of the things I think about is having like a co-founder so that the workload okay. is, is spread a bit better. That's one of the things I would advise uh, somebody mm. else. Um, I think maybe my character and personality maybe doesn't lend itself so easily to mm. a, a co-founder. I mm-hmm. kind of know what I want and I just do it and. Mm-hmm. I would just expect somebody else to be like that as opposed to like okay. endless meetings and debates to work out what to do. It's just like, just do it. Mm-hmm. If it works great. If it doesn't move on sort of thing. Okay. Um, but um, no, it's not good. Um, I mean, there's times when, you know, you neglect your health, like, you know, you might not exercise so frequently, mm-hmm. you know, just let your beard and hair, you just like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you're not really thinking about us. I think my daughter looks at me sometimes like, what's all this? Like, you, you know, like, What's wow. so um so it's not good but i guess the idea is um a bit of focus and discipline for a short period of time will then mm-hmm. set you up or will then pay dividends in the long run so um i guess it's just something that you know you hope is temporary you hope it's kind of mm-hmm. um yeah so but it's not sustainable long term i don't yeah. think um and so yeah you need to have that balance. I mean, I do, I do binge on, you know, whatever TV shows and stuff from time to time, mm-hmm. but I feel that I'm always kind of, I don't know. I, I, I find my business exciting. I find what I'm doing exciting yeah. in the journey, mm-hmm. um, motivating and, and inspiring and challenging for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm always keen just to keep doing more. So I don't yeah. feel like I'm missing out or I should be doing something else or I'm not having fun. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, at the stage where I am in my life, I feel okay, cool. You know, I'm potentially building something here. You know, yeah, that could do something really, really, uh, you know, meaningful and impactful for me and you know, for my daughter and maybe those around me as well. So yeah, you know, why why not? You know, put the effort and the time that it takes to do it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, I completely agree with you, and it's it's. I think doing the the balance is is definitely really really tough because you are yeah, like you said, you you have to this you can neglect your health at times. Um, I've also done the, you know, I, I was I was I told my fiance the other day I was like, I haven't watched Netflix for ages, it's been a while, and it's literally like what you were saying. Like I decide okay. Would I rather be, you know, trying to release an episode? Would I be rather trying to like create content or think up ideas or reach out to like potential, you know, guests? Then, you know, watch binge watch Netflix, and the answer is always normally yes. So I was like, that's why I don't, I don't 
you know, no watch it. So I definitely um, understand it. And I think that's the dark side of, you know, entrepreneurship is tough, you know, especially if, you know, you don't have like some massive amounts of resources, you know, a lot of um, entrepreneurs and, you know, businesses are, you know, self-made, you know, they're bootstrapped. They're not trying to get equity or, you know, trying to get debt or, or have like a, a massive amount of savings to just be like, you know what, I'm just going to not work for, for, for a year. I'm just going to start my own business. A lot of people don't, don't have that. So then you having to work to try and then, you know, help support yourself while you're also working on the business. So yeah, definitely, definitely understand uh, where you're coming from on that. Very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, I wanted to like go a little bit back in terms of your, your journey. Did you, did you go to university at all? Did you just go start working? Yeah. Yeah. So it's an interesting one because I moved here from Ghana when I, as I said, when I was seven, um, mm-hmm. and it was a strange culture, culture shock. Um, and I was actually, um, I was put like in the remedial class for like reading and writing because um, wow. I couldn't really read and write. Um, I kind of wow. just messed around. I was, I was sent to good schools in Ghana and stuff, but I just, I just messed around, um, even though mm-hmm. you'd get caned and stuff. My maths was really good. It was advanced, I think, for the time. And kids here were like using calculators. And my mum was just like, what the hell? Like, why, why, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I was, even, even till now, my spelling is really bad. Um mm-hmm. And then I like, I did really badly at GCSEs. I got like three GCSEs mm-hmm. at the time. Wow. Um, I kind of failed my reset. <laughs> it's just like, wow. it, was, it was nuts. So I just wasn't serious at school for whatever reason. I don't know mm-hmm. why. And um, even though like my, my in my household, you know, it was drummed into us, like, you know, study hard. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I guess in the school that I went to, it just wasn't cool to like be smart or to like apply yourself and be disciplined. Okay. And so... I just kind of fell fell into that, you know, I don't know, be like a pseudo rude boy sort of thing. I wasn't a real rude boy, but I was kind of like yeah. you know, proto rude boy or something. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't until maybe I kind of left my area a little bit and then mm-hmm. um, I managed to scrape into university and then I met like some really good friends there and then I actually graduated. I did an IT degree and I graduated um, with a 2-1 and then I worked for a couple of years then I did a, a master did an MBA so it turned out okay in the end I think okay, um, wow. but um yeah it might be I don't know I think maybe I worried my worried my mum endlessly and um yeah just frustrated a lot of people I just didn't knuckle down and apply myself at all I feel um yeah which was bad and, and in hindsight um mm-hmm. yeah I, I kind of wish I did um but I don't know I, I feel that maybe yeah I had fun then that I can now don't have to have fun now like in my later years yeah got it, got it out my definitely system. so <laughs> definitely um who knows i don't know but yeah that's that's my thinking yeah why why do you feel bad about it even though you've achieved so much you've got an mba not a lot of people have that yeah i don't know for a lot of it it's just a tick box exercise in terms of okay. you know parents have i don't know like i, I mean all my siblings i'm the eldest they, we all graduated and stuff i mean i'm the only one that's done a master's but they're all doing far better than me as it were so it's okay. kind of like you know qualifications are like yeah, i don't know I, I, yeah. I don't know I've, I've got to the point where i'm just like experience and actually just back yourself like did you actually really need a degree mm-hmm. i don't know like if you back yourself and you know the money you spent you know acquiring these degrees and stuff actually could have just started a business i mean there's something to be said about going into work and learning 
on the job mm-hmm. sort of thing, but also, yeah, if, if you can apply yourself and, yeah, do what you need to do, really. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you have to be definitely really disciplined to make sure that the money, you're right. It, I think some people, there is an alternative world where some people could do really, really well. They don't go to university. I know a lot of people that haven't gone to university and they've, you know, they've excelled and maybe either via an apprenticeship route or they've started their yeah. own business and then vice versa, right? Or, you know, I know people that have gone through the more traditional route and they're still, you know, they're still doing well and then maybe they want to switch um, later. So, yeah, no, I think it's about finding what works works well for you and just making sure that you identify that as as, as soon as possible. I feel like there's no... A lot of people do question, like, uni, is it, like, worth it? Like, spent a lot of money. And I just feel like what you get, you get a lot from it, and sometimes you take that for granted. At times, you can take that for granted. Maybe the people you met, maybe a new way of thinking. Yeah. You know, even though is it very expensive, you're right, it's super, especially now, like, I mean, what is it now? Nine grand for yeah. a degree, which is insane. I mean, my degree was three grand, so for, for them, one year paid three years for me. Um, which is, yeah, which is mental. So now it's now a proper thought. Like you have to now think, okay, 27 grand or I don't know, uh, maybe a bit more. Is it worth it? And then uh, what, another 10 grand on top of you want to do a master's 37 grand? Is it really worth doing it? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, definitely, definitely more difficult. Um, I wanted to understand at what point did the idea for varied puzzle come from? Um, I had a number of ideas in the past, like I did websites, okay. um, okay. and I wanted to really just build websites for other people and things like that. Again, mm-hmm. it wasn't half-hearted, but I didn't really pursue things with a passion or I didn't really, yeah, I don't know, Very the, the real genesis for Very Puzzled was with the birth of my daughter. I just, okay. and that was 2011, I felt like I needed to do something, I felt like, you know, that gave me a purpose, um, mm-hmm. and then like three years later um like the, my marriage uh basically like dissolved so we got divorced mm-hmm. um and then i you know i moved and i think it was kind of approaching my 40th and i was like okay you know what am i gonna do i don't know maybe it was like a midlife crisis type of thing yeah okay i don't know i had ideas mm-hmm. and i was just running stuff by different people i thought about maybe doing like a subscription box service um mm-hmm. that would kind of curate different uh, products from black owned businesses and make it easier mm-hmm. to like shop black basically you pay like 30 pounds mm-hmm. 40 pounds a month and you get like four or five items in a box and it's mm-hmm. just easy um and this was obviously before like black lives matter and like you know mm-hmm. everything that kind of really kicked off um i thought about doing like top trumps but half of the people understood knew what top trumps were other half didn't know i'm like i thought everybody mm-hmm. knew top Trumps. i thought it was like universal apparently not um so yeah, I was just like ideating, thinking about different things. And then I thought mm-hmm. about the jigsaw puzzle and I spoke to a cousin about it at, at a wedding. I mean, when I spoke to him, I was talking about the top trumps and his mm-hmm. eyes just kind of glazed over. He just didn't get it. And this was like a really smart mm-hmm. guy. I was like, okay, I, yeah. within like 10 seconds, I, I saw that I'd lost him. I mentioned the jigsaw mm-hmm. puzzle like, of African. He's like, oh yeah, that's it. Like, you, you saw him. I'm like, okay, that, okay. that resonates. And then, um, so I kind of went about getting some designs, some mock-ups, um, getting a prototype done and things like that, getting the costings. And I still wasn't sure whether to do it or not. Okay. So I just messaged like uh, my my brothers and my cousins who, who in, the, like, in the WhatsApp group and all like, yeah, it's a great idea. No, I love it. Um, yeah, you know, 
happy to chip in and i was like okay cool um so i just went ahead and, and did it um just based on mm-hmm. their feedback um mm-hmm. yeah and, and it and it just went really well people were really excited about it and so yeah um it just kind of kept going since then basically okay wow and the idea itself did was it an inspiration from something or did you always want to do puzzles no, it's just something that struck me. Um, mm. I think one thing I liked when I was looking around, I saw that there was books and I saw that people mm-hmm. doing like t-shirts and other products. Mm-hmm. And I saw like Fuse ODG had his like Hello Nana dolls. And I was like, oh, okay. cool. I'm like, this is a guy that's like a celebrity. He's a musician. You know, he appears to be doing well and he's kind of investing his resources, time and energy. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so this is, you know, so there must be a market or there must be, you know, and, and being a father myself and, you know, and I struggled for books, you know, to the point where at one point I was like emailing my dad, like, okay, can you get me these books from Ghana and stuff like that? So, wow. I mean, I, I enjoyed it at a time, like on the weekends, I'll be up at night, like, you know, searching through Amazon for books of, you know, black main characters and that sort of thing. But I also wow. felt that this is hard and, Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to want to do this and we shouldn't have to like, you know, it should be, you know, readily and more, more readily available. And so I just yeah. thought, okay, I, I feel like there's a gap in the market. Um, mm-hmm. I just thought jigsaw puzzles were great because, you know, there's so many benefits like cognitive benefits, you know, mm-hmm. hand-eye coordination, emotional, you know, benefits and, and things. And yeah, I just, I just thought it would be really a great way to showcase Africa and, you know, show it in a positive light as opposed to always doom and gloom and war and famine and that sort of thing yeah 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 no i love that i love that and like i said that, that's why i wanted to get you on the podcast because i just thought it's a very very interesting um concept from your point of view because i i gave a description of what, very puzzled but from your point of view what would you describe it as it's a really good question so i think people always look at it as jigsaw puzzles a box a mm-hmm. product you know a service, what have you. I think initially it, it, it was that and it was just to get the business going. But now it's mm-hmm. the way I look at it is it's quality time. It's it's almost something okay. like, it's almost like, I don't know if the word's ephemeral. It's, it's, it's a okay. feeling. It's kind of, okay. and with like the past couple of years of COVID and being distant from our loved ones, it's kind of like you, you kind of actually, what do we really care about? It's being close mm-hmm. to people we care about and like actually... Mm-hmm sitting down and you know if whether it's having conversation whether it's having you know food together whether it's playing you know it's just whether it's mum, gran niece nephew mm-hmm. you know it's that family time that quality time and and that's yeah. to me that's what i remember from my childhood and the kind of memories i want to give to my daughter so it's it's about yeah sitting down and just having a laugh having a chuckle you know whether it was back in the days watching the A-team or the Price is Right, you know, yeah. just, just those feelings and like that, that you, you feel safe and secure and you feel like, you know, just, yeah. So it's just that really, it's quality time and that just, that's what, what we really want to give to people and the fact that they can learn, the fact that, you know, it's educational, the fact that, you know, they get all these other benefits is great, but actually it's the fact that you sat down with either one of your parents or other family member or friend or whoever and actually just engaged with them and you just had that you know great time and great conversation whatever it might be and so you know so hopefully with that um you know we've got the puzzles and looking at like a bingo game and and other types Mm -hmm. of games and we've got like t-shirts that children can color in Mm -hmm. so it's, it's 
it's about taking that that whole Africa concept and other things, but also just you know applying it to different places. So it's just it's stuff like you know a parent like a dad might teach their their child like how to fry plantain or how to make okay. rice. It's just it's just little things where yeah. like you feel that sense. Oh, I connected. You know, I had a quality time with my dad, or you know, we washed mm-hmm. a car together. It's like it costs nobody any money, sort of thing. But actually, yeah somebody's taking their time to spend some time with me and, you know, teach me something or just, you know, just hang out with me. And you can't, I don't, you can't buy that to me. That's what we kind of yeah. want to give to people. Just that. Yeah. And I, that that's my passion. Cause I feel that in this day and age, it's easy just to switch on a TV, be on your tablet, be on your phone. And actually, mm-hmm. you know, I've been out with friends and like, like stag dudes or whatever. And it's like, we're just all on our phones. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> like, Imagine. So, yeah. And so, and I'm not against technology, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, maybe it's my age and the era that I yeah. grew up in when things were analog. And, you know, I look back, I'm like, wow, that was rubbish. But actually, you got to sit with people and you got to actually converse, have a conversation, actually, you know, just enjoy people's company. And that's, that's the overarching kind of ethos for the business, really quality time and just, wanting to help families connect and have quality time together wow wow i love that quality time is definitely important um i think you're right i think we definitely neglect it it's i do find it funny like when you're going out and everybody's on their phone not to say that you shouldn't check your phone check it if you want but literally that's what you're doing the whole time it's like what's the point of you being out you can just do that at home right well, it's, it's all about um, the stories now right and like instagramming yeah. it and stuff like that right? <laughs> and, and that's fine again you've got to share it and yeah. you know, i get it yeah so it's like yeah i don't know it's yeah it's enjoy weird. where you're at right enjoy the experience and you know do, do what you're doing um yeah. wow i love i love that explanation of you know spending quality time are you able to take me through the different sort of you know products um that you're currently offering at the moment yeah, so we have our puzzles, hence very puzzled, and that was like our first mm-hmm. product, and we've got about twenty mm-hmm. different SKUs now. So we started. Okay, with wow, twenty. Yeah, so we started off with Africa, then we added mm-hmm. uh, Ghana, then Nigeria, mm-hmm. then Jamaica. We've got a Caribbean, um, where we want to do like the UK and like you know the US and things like that, but not necessarily just focusing on like the African Caribbean or African American contribution, but mm-hmm. kind of making it more broad. Uh, but again, okay. we're not sure because some people say don't do that. Other people say great, do it. Um, okay. So can I, can I interject there and ask you a question? Cause I was going to ask you it before. How do you take feedback from people? I know, sorry, I know you're explain, explaining, but think about that answer if you want to continue. But like, do you just, is it just like, if somebody says, look, don't do this, you're not going to do it. Or is it like, no, this is my idea. I'm, I'm going to pursue it. I, I, I definitely listen. Whether uh, I heed that advice and actually execute on it, yeah. it's a different thing. I definitely, definitely okay. do listen and I get it. Okay. Um, but also it's, yeah. And I understand why people say that. Um, it's kind of 50, 50. Some people will be like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, you know, just stick to like your sweet spot and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But then I feel that, and maybe I'm wrong. I feel like maybe that's a bit too niche and it isn't niche, mm-hmm. but it also kind of is. And I just feel mm-hmm. actually, I just want to be, you know, as big and as broad as possible and kind of, but then it's yeah. like, yeah, you do that, but then you're kind of diluting and actually, will you find, you know, the white middle-class parents mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. buy into your brand as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know, the black middle class parents who love your brand and who get it and who want mm-hmm. it and who, who who there is a need. I mean, if you live in the UK, do you need an England puzzle? Like everything in the mm-hmm. UK is England anyway, essentially. Yeah, like, yeah. There's no true. like, there's no sense of like you know not being represented. So they don't have mm-hmm. the same kind of urge and the same kind of you know. But then it's like, well, but if the, if it was there, would they not buy it? Probably yes. So so it's, it's yeah. and and it's a good debate and it's again it's well let's try it and see what happens and if it doesn't work okay. then you know we can pull back but yeah if I, I feel like sometimes I have to try things and see as opposed to just mm-hmm. you know yeah, there's too much of an itch and an urge and if I don't then you just never know so yeah right. yeah that okay that makes sense sorry I kind of interrupted you as you was mid speaker so you said that you had uh, twenty. 20 SKUs and yeah. products, so 20 different products, yeah. Yes, yeah, so the 20 different uh, puzzles at the moment. Again, people say, you know, keep it simple, scale back, just focus mm-hmm. on the key ones that work. Um, but I've kind of got it into my head as just IP and having as many. And even mm-hmm. sometimes we have designs, but we haven't actually manufactured and produced them. But again, it's just mm-hmm. building up the IP because at some point, hopefully, we have a backer or somebody says we can actually get these out better than you. So we will license them from you or something and you can sit back and yeah, we'll give you a licensing fee and we'll do the work. And then yeah, I can get more of my life back and actually spend more <laughs> time with my own daughter that I preach. Yeah. So, um, so that's that, but then, yeah, we've got other products that we've leveraged our designs mm-hmm. onto. So uh, we've got coloring t-shirts, which I don't know if I've got an example here. Okay. So it's oh, just wow. a t-shirt that then you can color in. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, Interesting. And then, we, yeah, so then we're using that. And even my daughter had an idea to do, like, mugs with the same design. Okay. Again, you can, so, again, it's it's trying to keep kids away. Well, not kids, but children and their families away from screens as much as possible mm-hmm. so they can have other activities that they can do. So we would want to do things like a guidebook. So if you're going to Jamaica, mm-hmm. you might have like a very puzzled guidebook with the puzzle. Wow. And so you can take it on a plane. So instead of them kind of, you know, just watching the movies that can, you know, find out about the currency, you know, the heroes and, and personalities and do like a word search, crossword, whatever it is. So again, my thing of my daughter, especially when she was a lot younger, is like the more I can keep you away from screens, the better I feel that I am as a parent. That was kind of my, my thing. Like, um okay. and that's good and bad um so yeah we're just trying to leverage that on onto as many products as possible but not in a okay. tacky way um and mm-hmm. then we're trying to work with some corporate partners um we did a puzzle mm-hmm. for airbnb we oh. worked with the black cultural archives to do a puzzle for them okay. and we potentially have uh another um corporate partner potentially so again yeah so yeah trying to be i don't know just looking at it as, as like merchandise now and mm-hmm. what things can we do that you know add value basically i guess is, is the key thing because there's lots of things we can do but actually where does it add value and where does it actually enhance people's lives in some way and you know mm-hmm. actually benefit them and so that's kind of um yeah the, the idea so yeah wow that's very, very interesting. I had so many follow-up questions. One, the interesting one that caught my eye was um, that you mentioned um, Airbnb. So what, what exactly did you do for them in that situation? Yeah, so they, they um, a company approached us and they were like, oh, you know, do you do like 
white labels or bespoke puzzles and i was like, like we've got a company that might be interested and i was like at first i was almost like here's the manufacturer just go ahead and make it yourself you don't need me mm-hmm. <laughs> then part of me's like no, what, what, no um and i was like yeah you know i think these are the prices these are our times and then they're like okay thanks and then like three or four weeks later they came back oh yeah airbnb are interested you know they want like three thousand units and i was like whoa okay wow let's let's, let's talk um and yeah so i just did it for them and um they've They've ordered it twice now, so the idea would be that they would order wow. every year. Um, and then we've got another deal. Well, it's not a deal, but we've got another potential partner like that as well. We did like a mock-up okay. for um, the designs for San Fran- like a San Francisco puzzle. Um, mm-hmm. So we're hoping that that would work. And then it's a case of looking at other companies that we could then do ones, I don't know, LA, Atlanta, you know, New York, Detroit, Chicago. So that's mm-hmm. an exciting opportunity potentially. Um, yeah, trying to get that some of that corporate leverage or whatever it might be, and yeah, kind of use that to really have a foundation that then we can then build on and create, you know, more African centric and more Caribbean centric puzzles as well. So yeah, so wow, that's the idea. It wasn't something I had thought about or had had any knowledge mm-hmm. or awareness of when I first started. But then you learn um, and you, you get one success and it's like, okay, when somebody else approaches, oh, yeah, we did a puzzle for Airbnb and Black Coat. Yeah, we, you know, mm-hmm. we do this, you know, we're, yeah, <laughs> we've got experience and, yeah, and then mm-hmm. you've got that kind of credibility. So, yeah. And I think a lot yeah. more corporate companies now understand that they need to diversify their supply chain and, and mm-hmm. you know, whatever else. So, yeah, um, that helps, I guess. Wow. And that Air, Airbnb work that you did for that, is that for them to sell their own puzzles? What what no, they using the so puzzles for? They basically just they gift it to like um the super host or the, the people that let their properties to them. So uh, yeah, it's it's something that, you know, I, I was aware of. Interesting. Yeah, it's something I've I've been aware of like companies just like big companies anyway, which is especially the yeah. tech company, they'll just buy stuff for just like giveaways and things like that. It's yeah. Just, just because they've got budgets and they've got to spend money mm-hmm. and you know butter people up as it were so um yeah that is so interesting so effectively you could do something like this but for hotels right and spaces effectively you think about all the spaces in the world right all of these corporate when i say corporate it's not even just really corporate because a hotel isn't corporate you've got your Mm. normal customers some some rooms some really high class rooms can say okay look we want to have like uh a, f- a few games we want to have puzzles for them to, yeah. to be able to play so you've got that opportunity there available to you as well there's lots of opportunities i think the difficult thing about that is you don't know who they are how to get into yeah them. so that's the difficult and you can spend all your time trying to reach out to these people um mm-hmm. they don't have the, the budgets and sometimes as well it's it's done through other companies like they outsource okay. this kind of procurement and, and sourcing of their, you know, whatever they want to buy. So it's like, mm-hmm. you can call the companies direct, but actually they're not, rest- you know, and sometimes they might pass you onto the right person. But again, some of this stuff is, is luck. Um, and yeah. I think the Airbnb thing, the people that buy some of their goods, I, I guess it was right. You know, in that time in 2020 when it was like after the George Floyd uh, murder and okay. things, so they were very like, okay, yeah, we probably need to like be more diverse and be seen to do more. Okay. So I think that part of that came about um, through that. Um, I mean, the way I look at it is it was an unfortunate situation, but also it's like they could have gone to anybody and, and got the same, mm-hmm. maybe like, 
you know, quality and outcome. And it just shows, mm-hmm. you know, there's maybe some tokenism in it, but actually they mm. do need to think more and be more diverse and be more inclusive. Yeah. Actually I, I delivered. Um, yeah. And, you know, yeah, I'm, we did just as a good job, maybe better than somebody else would have done. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And I just feel like a lot of the times we're not included or we're kind of excluded from these yeah. opportunities. And so we, we mm-hmm. kind of don't benefit. Um, yeah. So there needs to be more like effort to, to be more inclusive. Yeah. I, I, I completely hear what you're, what you're saying. It's, um, it's true. You delivered and they came back. Right. And now you have a, a, an agreement with them to, to be doing this because of how good you did. And you're right. Like, I think, when we, you know, we talk about the George Floyd, I know this is not a political podcast, you know, disclaimer. Um, but just briefly, you know, touching on your point, on your point, Patrick, I think, I think you're, you're right. It's just given being given opportunity, right. right, to be able to deliver. Not to say that sometimes some people might not deliver. That could happen. But there, there could be a host of people that you're meeting out there that are quality, like yourself, who can actually. Um, um, deliver so yeah I'm, I'm glad that you were able to uh, get that opportunity and now you've learned and now you've got like you said you've got that credibility Airbnb is a client pretty much you could work with anybody else because Airbnb is one of the biggest in that industry yeah. um, so very very interesting and there was something else that you said that I wanted to, to touch on so you mentioned licensing is that something that you would that you you would be interested in doing yeah it no, sounded like you would be yeah. absolutely um, I mean people have speculated different ways like, I know I know I know one friend is like you're just waiting for the time when like you know a Martel or Hasbro comes in I'm like no I mean I, I've spoken I haven't spoken to people but when I've like pitched for funding and things like that and people like yeah I'm not really pitching because I don't really want to I want to I don't want to give up equity in my business because yeah. I look at it as like that's my inheritance for my daughter and so mm-hmm. I want her to have, you know, as big a percentage of the pie as possible, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, she's got her own ideas. Um, and so I think the licensing thing for me would be great in that somebody gives me like, I don't know, 5, 10, 15, 20%, you know, of the profits and mm-hmm. maybe would have work. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds great to me in a way, because then it's, it's just mm-hmm. mostly upside um, and I can kind yeah. of sit back and then, maybe pursue other opportunities and other passions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. To me, that's sad. To me, that's good because otherwise, you know, you're taking all the risk, all the logistics and it, it will get to a point where I can't like leverage getting into America or getting into Sweden and Germany mm. or getting into Japan or, you know, Mexico and stuff. I, I you know, mm-hmm. I'll have to grow the business. I'll have to get more people. Yeah. And then, you know, and I've seen other companies that I, like, I aspire to, like puzzle companies. And it's like, mm-hmm. I can't remember one of them. I don't know if they made like two or five million, but actually profits were like a quarter of a million. I'm like, you made all that money and that's the only profit you've made. I'm wow. like, wow, that's, I don't know if maybe they were just doing that because they have to pay less tax. But it okay. was like, wow. Okay. You made five million, but actually profit wise, you've only, I'm like, that's a lot of work and a lot of people, I don't know. I just, yeah. And it felt to me like, actually, if I could Not just, high margin, somebody, somebody right, does all right. the work and they give me a quarter of a million, yeah. why wouldn't I take that as opposed to, you know, just, yeah. so, I don't know. I could be wrong, but yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good I, thing to have. 
yeah, it is a good problem to be having. I mean, you might change your mind when you know when the opportunity comes. You might be like, yeah, you might not want to do that. But I, I completely get, understand that. It sounds like you want to build a business. You still want to own the rights to it, but then you also want to get back some of your time exactly. for, for building it to to, to where yeah. you where you built it. Which and I think you know that makes sense. I think now it's for me. It's it's about intellectual property more because. Mm. You know, I, I don't manufacture the goods myself necessarily. You know, yeah. It's manufactured elsewhere. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't do a really great job at marketing, but I think mm-hmm. we've got, you know, the different product ranges that we've built out. And I think it's mm-hmm. about more about that than, yeah, the actual, you know, hard labor of manufacturing it, getting it distributed and stuff. So if somebody else has expertise in that and they can, you know, have economies of scale, then yeah, yeah, then it's then I still own the rights and then I can license mm-hmm. that out. So, and that's really what the likes of, I don't know, like Disney or mm-hmm. JK Rowling with, with Harry Potter does. So she, you know, licenses the rights for the film, for like the mm-hmm. merchandise, for the theme park, you know, for the play. So, you know, she's written a book that's her IP, but then actually all these other people, and, and to a point, I don't know if rightly or wrongly, but, I think most of her revenue now is generated not from the books. And I think it was at one point, mm. um, like Steven Spielberg's, most of his revenue wasn't in the films. It was like the theme parts because he had negotiated wow. like a percentage of like the ticket sales and all the rides. So it's mm. just, been, so when you see like a lot of, you know, things that people say like with Kobe Bryant, like with one like drinks endorsement deal, he mm. made more from that than all his career earnings from basketball. Yeah. So I feel that I've got to leverage this IP in some way um, and okay. use that. So yeah, that, that's 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 my belief anyway. Um, it's a smart yeah. idea. It's a smart idea. <laughs> it's very it's very very smart. Um, I wanted to understand. Can you take me through the process of actually, you know, setting up your first puzzle? What yeah, what what that process is, what that looks like. The first one was interesting. Um, I had an idea, and then a lot of things are just fortuitous maybe like mm-hmm. i was i was on a like adobe they've got like a um like a stock uh website for like stock images and things like that um mm-hmm. and so i think I, I knew i wanted a puzzle so i, I kind of googled or on their site um like africa and like africa designs mm-hmm. and stuff and there was one that really well i saw a few but they were really kind of boring. And I was like, you can't make a puzzle. There's, there's no detail. There's no kind of contrast. There's nothing of interest. Yeah. Um, but then I saw one that eventually became the template for what we did. And I was like, okay, this is uh, it was just one of those things. You see something like, okay, this is perfect. This is like captivating. It's just bright. It's in, you know, it's interesting for children, you know, and I, I was able to reach out to the designer and I was like, okay. Cause I, at the time he just had like, I don't know, animals and like, generic stuff on there and I was like if I gave you like you know uh, a list of things to you know update would you do it and he's like yeah cool so mm-hmm. so he did that um and then based on that we then pivot not pivoted but then we you know I remember I was like go I was going for walks like during lunchtime mm-hmm. at work and I was like how am I gonna mm-hmm. leverage this and improve like expand and I was like okay you could do like bigger pieces for younger children smaller pieces mm-hmm. for older people you could mm-hmm. then do like 
I mean, there's other ideas that you can do, like, different variations, like the different natural mm-hmm. resources in Africa or mm-hmm. put in, you know, different, like, female personalities. And I was like, yeah, you can't just iterate on Africa design forever. Like, people are going to get bored. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, mm-hmm. no, maybe do Ghana. Like, you know, I was like, okay. And then, mm-hmm. then I was like, okay. Then, okay, then you can do other countries. And so then that, that's when it kind of took on. Cause yeah. I, when I first did the first one, I hadn't hadn't thought that far ahead, to be honest. And so mm. then it, I was like, okay, cool then other things have come along since then. So a, a lot of the times, not to go on, it's just, it's very whimsical. Okay. Hence the name very puzzled. Like I don't really take it very seriously. And, you know, mm-hmm. we thought, oh, <laughs> I love like, it. you do like a London puzzle, but the idea was mm-hmm. put a grime MC in every borough. So okay. you know, every, every borough has a grime. So it's like where they originate from and stuff. But then I thought, okay, that's maybe one stereotypical too not very inspiring like for your age mm-hmm. range of, of, of your mm-hmm. users your customers mm-hmm. um and so yeah then so then i obviously made it more diverse so then i added like politicians yeah. actors you know directors architects you know i could it's a, people from different professions so it's a bit more broader okay. in, in that sense but yeah. it was just the idea of just have a puzzle of like a, a different grime machine every borough and so that okay. Was, and I, Interesting. I just thought that would be fun then to do, and I'm yeah. Like, okay, cool. Let's let's just try it. Wow, wow, that's so interesting. I mean, this is what's great about business. You get to be creative and just try different things and try and realize the ideas. And it seems like you're the type of person that likes to take risks and is okay to take risks. You know, some people have ideas and they don't even execute on it. You know, sometimes with an idea, it, sometimes it's, it can be fuzzy, you know. Even for me, when I started Savvy Wallet, like, I didn't start it thinking, oh, I'm going to do a podcast. That just came a year and a bit in. I was like, oh, actually, it makes sense to navigate to a podcast. Let's execute and, and, and do that. So it's very, 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 very interesting. And then in terms of how you do it now, is it is the process a bit more structured? Do you... Do you have then a designer? Then you then get it made somewhere else, and then it's then shipped to people. How how, how does that process work? I wish it was more structured. It is in a way. I mean, at one point, I had mm-hmm. a cousin in Ghana, and I'd get mm-hmm. him to do the research, so then I could do other okay. things. Because typically, okay. I would just open up a Google sheet, and then I would just say, okay, mm-hmm. this country or this region, what are the different like districts or regions mm-hmm. in that place, and then list out their attractions, and then you know, so so I, I do have a template now to say, okay these are the kind of people we want to list. So we want to always have like mm-hmm. a gender balance. So there's always as many females as we, as males on a puzzle. And then we mm-hmm. always say, you know, who are like the top actors, the top authors, the top athletes, you know, mm-hmm. top poly- and then we'll just kind of put them. So, so we would re- really want to, you know, children to feel empowered to see people yeah. look like them across different professions. Mm-hmm. And then we also want to make it so that, it's people that are current. So on the Jamaica puzzle, for instance, you would have uh, Usain Bolt um, and then mm-hmm. Shirley Ann Fraser. So you've got that, you know, mm-hmm. male, female, and then you'd have, you know, people that, you know, more historical. So you'd have like Marcus Garvey and um, mm-hmm. Bob Marley, of course. But then you have people like mm-hmm. Marlon James, who's like an author. And then mm-hmm. Michael Lee Chin, who's like a billionaire uh, in, wow. in Jamaica. So it's trying to give people, you know, different role models, different people that they can kind of aspire mm-hmm. to. And, and the idea is some you're going to know already 
and others mm-hmm. you're gonna have to think about and do some research and also mm-hmm. go away and think about you know who might not be there that maybe should be there okay. there's always a debate i always get that feedback oh this person's on there's like yep sorry can't go <laughs> um, so it's gonna be like that the top who's the top five and you're like oh what what how can you miss this person are you mad <laughs> yeah and and it's, and it's fun i appreciate the feedback because it feels you know, like yeah. you know, They've taken the time to actually buy my product, you know, use it, mm-hmm. and then give me, you know, their feedback and things. So, so I mm-hmm. do appreciate that. But sometimes, like, yeah, it's, it's a struggle. Like, you know, I can't get it right. And sometimes you, there's only space for so many people, and you don't have like mm-hmm. five athletes versus, you know, one mm-hmm. like academic because you kind of, not every mm-hmm. child wants, you know, and I feel like sometimes in our community and our culture, we're always, you know, we celebrate, you know, the footballers and the athletes. And I mm-hmm. also want other children that maybe more academic to kind of feel that they're also represented. Um, yeah. I feel like having that might have made me a bit more focused in school. <laughs> okay. So, um, okay. Because I feel like, you know, it's all about X Factor sometimes or Britain's got in. It's just yeah. like, it's just focused on, you know, them being successful, which is great. You mm-hmm. know, if that's your talent, that's your gift, by all means, pursue it and, and be the best. But also... I feel that we need people that, you know, are going to be the academics, are going to solve, you know, mm-hmm. climate crisis. They're going to do, yeah. you know, other things as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's my belief. And maybe it's, you know, maybe it's old school and backwards or whatever. But, yeah. No, it's not. It's not. It's, it's yeah, I, I completely get that. It's, it's representation at the end of the day, right? It's just having a fair representation. Yeah. And that makes sense. So, okay, so you come up with the, the idea, you do do research, you then, um, does that, that get sent off to designer? Yeah. And then in terms of like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's weird because I had the original designer was based in the US. Um, and then okay. he kind of decided he didn't want to do it anymore. And I somehow managed to find another designer and they're based in Russia. So it's just a crazy. Oh, movie. wow. I feel that maybe I should have taken more time to find uh, a designer, like a, a, a black illustrator. Um, that's one of yeah. the things that I would like to do more of and kind of yeah. circulate, you know, that money within the community a bit more. But I, you mm-hmm. know, I think at the time I just, I just hell bent on getting something done and doing it as, mm-hmm. as possible. So that was what I was able to find at that time. And, um, so no, I, I just give them a, a Google spreadsheet that I share with them and they're, they're really mm-hmm. brilliant when you think about it. Like English is not their first language. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I send them links to the pictures that I would like and they, they do a really great job, but yeah, the very rarely do I, does it need to go through lots and lots of iterations? It's just, they just kind of get it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And typically, you know, I'm more like, that's your expertise. You kind of mm-hmm. tell me what design works and you mm-hmm. give me something that you think works. And then mm-hmm. I will then say yes or no, or, or make tweaks. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm a bit, should I be asking for tweaks? Like, like they know, right? <laughs> like they know what what's aesthetically ple- like uh, pleasing. Mm. But sometimes, you know, I have an idea, or I, you know, I need it to be a certain way, and then I, you know, I, I would voice my input. But typically, I'm like, that's that's your domain, so you know, yeah, kind of dazzle me, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I I completely get that. So after the design stage, they they have a designer. Do you then get a company to build your puzzle? Do they do the fulfillment or are you doing the shipping yeah, yourself? So and it, it gets made out in China. The original prototype we had okay. done in the UK, but it was really bad mm-hmm. and yeah, expensive. Oh, really? Now, oh, wow. Um, okay. 
yeah so now it gets made out in china they ship it to us mm-hmm. um i'm still doing all of the the, the fulfillment myself um mm-hmm. again people have talked about it like put it into some kind of center and then they'll do the the, the fulfillment i i need to do that because like if i'm on holiday i need to like give the puzzles to my sister or somebody to kind of do the fulfillment wow. sort of thing or just tell people okay. like you're not getting your puzzles for 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 the time being so that's not really professional mm-hmm. or um yeah so that's something i need to look at doing but i'm always very very cost conscious and i hate spending mm-hmm. money so it feels like yeah it eats at me but yeah it's it's got to be done i think yeah it's it's definitely that that balance that you have to between growing you know if you if because i feel like amazon what even though Amazon's struggling their margin that time, I think why people go to Amazon is because they're quick. Yeah, yeah. You order, two, three days, you're getting it, right? Yeah. I think people love that reliability. Yeah. They can get go on to Amazon and get anything, right? So I think sometimes, yeah, it might be an extra expense, but I think sometimes that, it could offset it. You know, yeah. people think, okay, yeah, I'm going to get it quickly. You know, but it's at the end of the day, there's another risk that you got to have to take. You don't know if that's how it's going to be. Yeah. It, might, it may even take a while. It may take a, um, a few years. So you might have to just um, put in that that risk. Um, with China, right, I'm not too, like, familiar with, like, you know, doing merchandise and, and things like that. But with China, is there a fear that they will replicate, like, what you're doing and try and, you know, get you out of the market just... Yeah, do yeah. like crappy cheap versions of what you're doing definitely um and i've definitely i've definitely fallen prey to that because um okay you know, wow. another company approached them to do like a similar puzzle and they're like oh yeah we already have this design and then they just like made my design for them and changed like the packaging um it was like a french company and i was like what the hell well, from ivory coast and i was like what the hell guys like what wow. are you doing like you know this is my IP. Like you, this is unacceptable. How are you supposed to build a relationship? Mm-hmm. Like, and mm-hmm. you can't really do much else other than just like complain and like, you know, blast them. But mm. they're like a million miles away. They're like, yeah, whatever. Shut up. Feel like, you know, wow. um, but no, I mean, I've, I've seen two other companies do similar puzzle to mine, but, and that, that's fine. That's totally legitimate because it's like, they've created their own design and that's like, that's fine. It's like, you know, I don't own the rights to, you know, puzzles of Africa or any African Caribbean countries. I, I accept that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just that this one, they basically took my exact design and just, yeah, just changed the packaging. And I think just put the country names in French and it was like, yeah, this is, this is, this is, that is, this is oh. BS. You can't do this guys. Um, so, so that hurt. Um, and part of me was like, yeah, yeah you know, I'm going to find a different like manufacturer, but it is what it is. Like once you send it to them, once you know they've got the digital like images and stuff. Yeah, it is. But I think my thing is do a good job, tell your story, get it out there, mm-hmm. um, grow your brand, um, and just keep going. And you know, there's always going to be like copycats potentially, and and mm-hmm. knockoffs and ripoffs and things. And you kind of see it now where people like with drop shipping and stuff. You know, they can do that. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. You can you can worry and let that stop you, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, there's nothing you can do really. You just got to make yours good, tell your story, and, and get it out there. Um, yeah, and just hope people see it and and kind of gravitate towards it. 
Wow. Yeah. I definitely get the frustration. So it seems like somebody saw your idea, they liked it. And instead of saying, let me help you, let me invest in it. Can I be a partner in it? They just literally stole your idea and then saw it as a way to make some, a quick buck. But I think what you said was very important. You know, a lot of people can still and imitate and mimic stuff, but they're not going to have the same vision as you have. Mm. So yeah, maybe they make some money in the short term, but can they sustain the effort when it's in periods where it doesn't work well, yeah. you know, or are they just going to move on to something else? And it's probably that they're just going to move on to something else, especially if it's come from a place of imitation. Yeah. It's not original. It's not really a passion of yours. You're just copying what somebody else is doing, yeah. you know, and you thought, oh yeah, that's a brilliant idea. Let me just copy it um, kind of thing. It must also be very frustrating for you as well to be like one of the first people doing it and other people are now doing it. So then it kind of validates your idea in an in a interesting way. That's exactly how I look at it. I mean, I didn't invent jigsaw puzzles, so I can't take credit for that. So yeah. I don't like yeah. sit on a high horse to be like, oh, you can't be doing this, you're copying me. But no, I've seen like other black brands doing more jigsaw puzzles now and doing them. Like, okay. Oh, cool. Like, and they come at it from a different angle, which is fine. They come mm-hmm. at it from like maybe showcasing different professions or showcasing like black kids in you know different kind of um situations which is really great and Mm -hmm. i'm all for it because i feel you know people need the choice so that's Mm -hmm. that's good the more of this that we i always feel that the more of this that we have it just becomes the norm it doesn't become oh you have to go you have to go out of your way to find this to like do this actually we're gonna get a jigsaw puzzle it's just a matter of which of the 10 Mm -hmm. options that we get and hopefully yeah you get picked every so often and they get picked and we all do well. So mm-hmm. I, I, I feel it's, it's a good thing. It helps everybody. Like you go to the supermarket, you know, there's 50 different types of cereal. There's 20 different types of bread, you know, there's yeah. <laughs> true. you know, you, you, you need that. And you go, you just pick whichever one, whichever brand you're loyal to basically, or whichever one's got the mm-hmm. best offer at the time or whichever one, whatever, whatever reason appeals to you. So I think that's fine. Um, think it's a good thing um and yeah no i mean i've had other people reach out i think i had a couple of people like oh you know we were thinking about doing a jigsaw puzzle and then we saw yours i'm like okay sorry sorry and so that was stop, yeah. like, great that you got out quick and you got out first and you was like there yeah um because i think yeah again I, I just think with the george floyd thing a lot of people just got fed up and were like okay cool like yeah, we need to like start supporting ourselves. We need to start doing more. Yeah, I think for me, after like Trayvon and I can't remember the others, but it was like a spate of similar deaths, like two years yeah. before George Floyd, and that's kind of what mm-hmm. got me going. And so, yeah. Okay. Um. Wow. So yeah. Wow! 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 Very very interesting. I I I love this. I love this. It's it's, it's always insightful having these um um sort of conversations, but. Yeah, I mean, keep keep going. It sounds like uh, the idea has been, you know, it's being validated. More and more people want to do it. Um, more and more inspiration. Um, so I realised that your products is stocked at John Lewis. How how did that come about? Yeah, again, that was somewhat fortuitous. It was a bit of a long process. Um, hmm. And so I think once I had the first product out, um, I emailed mm-hmm. them. So I went onto their website. It was a thing where it was like, in my mind, is like. I'm great. I've got a great product. This needs to be in John Lewis. This is like 
yeah. validation, as it were. This is like, you know, well-loved brand, you know, it's mm-hmm. like the darling of the UK. It's posh, mm-hmm. but not too posh, if that makes <laughs> sense. It's, it just yeah. kind of hits all the right notes and things. And so it was like, yeah, so I just emailed them very naive, very raw, um, like a generic mailbox for like, you know, procurement or whatever. They had it on their website. Okay. Um, and a lady emailed me back or like, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Okay. Wow! Was like, <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. Well, it was kind of, it was kind of along those lines. I mean, at yeah. that time, I only had like one product, and I was stopped in like okay. a couple of like independent shops and things. I had like no traction, nothing, mm-hmm. and um, and so I kind of went back. on like, you know, did I, you know, did I approach it right? Did I email the right place? And you know, blah blah blah. And she's like, yeah, everything's fine, just just not for us. Um, thank you. Mm-hmm. And then I think I emailed her a couple more times. And again, it was just no, no, no. But there was there was a company called the Great British Exchange, and they do pop ups mm-hmm. at John Lewis. I hadn't really, okay. I hadn't really thought about it at first because I've, the way they looked, it was more like for artisanal, handmade goods and stuff, mm-hmm. um, like British companies. Um, but I think as long as you're a British company, whether it's made outside doesn't matter. But you're so I, I emailed mm-hmm. them and they're like, yeah, you know, you can, um, yeah, we'd love to, you know, have you as a pop up in John Lewis. And at that time, mm-hmm. again, they had made an effort to get more black businesses, like doing a pop-up at John Lewis. So it's like you, you get like a whole okay. week at John Lewis, like Monday to Sunday. Um, and so they were, they were really actively in like the messages was going around all like the WhatsApp groups and Instagram and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so they said yes. And then I was, I was speaking to one guy um, that I'd met through another thing and I was kind of talking to him, yada, 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 and, you know, and he's like, oh, you've got the email address of the buyer at John Lewis. He just looked at me like I was nuts, like, you need to be emailing them constantly. You need to, like, offer them to lunch. You need to, like, you need to, like, tell them, like, John Lewis is key, and, you know, you need to tell me what I need to do to get stopped in John Lewis. Because I was very much, like, you know, I don't know how to approach, and he's just like, and so from then I, I was a bit more, um, determined and then mm-hmm. because I was going to do the week long pop up I was like look I'm going to be doing a week long pop up let's see how it goes we should catch up afterwards see what the numbers are. so I kind of for me it was kind of it makes it easy for them if I can show and demonstrate that I've been in your shop and I've sold mm-hmm. so you know mm-hmm. and so thankfully yeah we did well we had some meetings um, they asked to see samples and then you kind of know okay now the ball's really going and stuff like that yeah. Um, and it was funny because when I finally got to meet them, so it was like a Zoom call, and I got on a call, and I was uh, a black lady, and I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so relieved. I was like, okay, yep, she gets it, she understands. And I was like, yeah, I was just like visibly just like, yeah, all like the apprehension and everything. I was just drained out of my body basically, and I was like, cool, yeah, we had a good conversation, and yeah. So then she, she, I think it was like I don't know when it was. I think it was just before Christmas, and she was like, okay, I think the Great British Exchange called me or she emailed like, how much stock do you have? And I was speaking to my friend, he's like, you should tell them how much do you need? And I was like, so, <laughs> it kind of negotiates. I mean, they, they beat me down a lot on the price, but, um, okay. but yeah, but long story short, we, we finally got stocked in John Lewis. It's been a challenge. Wow. Um, they've been good, but now the challenge is, is for them to reorder. And so far, what they've asked for is like very small. They've less than 10% of what they ordered initially. 
Um, okay. And also, also our prices have gone up, so trying to negotiate that with them. Um, okay. And then I've tried to expand the range to have like an England, Scotland, and Wales puzzle. And the idea would be, okay, okay, some of our puzzles like Ethiopia um, mm. and London and like I don't know, one other didn't do so well. But actually, mm-hmm. if we can, sh- we, we've shown that Africa, Jamaica, Ghana, Nigeria sell actually they've sold out. So you can mm-hmm. reorder those, and then add these others to the to the order, and then just kind of okay. remove the ones that didn't do so well. Um, so okay. hopefully, we still continue to grow the account with them um, over time. Um, that's okay. the idea, um, but it's just a lot of stress and kind of like, oh, would they reorder? Won't they reorder? Are they happy? Are mm-hmm. they not happy? And you know, if we don't get listed back with them, then other people not going to want it. Like Sainsbury's and Tesco's becomes a harder conversation, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's that's always the kind of drama that's going on in my head, and I just need to make really quieten it down and just be like have more belief and just like the long term kind of trajectory and yeah, focus on that and not just the short term like. Mm-hmm. three six months think more like the three six years maybe and yeah. kind of build it yeah. that way but people always want to see kind of the numbers now and the yeah. yeah and so it's that's that's the challenge um it's trying to get them to buy into the brand and like the vision and like the whole quality time mm-hmm. and this is kind of where we're going because i think for a lot of the buyers it's more let's just get peppa pig let's get a disney princess one let's get a marvel mm. puzzle like you know you're giving us something that's great that's different but actually they see their buyers as going for stuff that they know that's harry potter mm. sort of thing like already like characters that are already out there so that's part of my challenge i guess um in doing what i'm doing so yeah 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 it's very very interesting and it's it's true in what you uh, mentioned it is tough competition right like i said disney harry potter all these established global brands with ridiculous budgets they probably don't even need to do marketing anymore they're just known you know throughout the world it's so tough but you know sometimes it's sometimes it's just going to be a new brand around the block that you know people just want to change sometimes you know butter kiss is known i still eat butter kiss but there's that skinny popcorn Mm. for example you know yeah maybe it's not as um um as big as the owners of um butter kiss but it's, it's got its own niche following of people and it, it, it will just um grow um over time very very interesting about john lewis um i hope you they do start ordering more um it sounds like they will if if some of the pieces have been sold out it just it just sounds like a, a no-brainer do you have plans to stock it in any other retailers yeah so we're now also in waterstones so that was really good for mm. us to do that okay um, great and then target in america reply to our email so we put out some forms for them but again it's still very much early days and then it's like Mm -hmm. the logistics of how the hell do you manage like you know i mean i can ship directly to to america from china but it's just whatever kind of paperwork and everything else and i don't go through the trouble of registering a company there and if they can do so it's just but these are nice headaches to have these are just headaches and Mm -hmm. you, you do it once you learn and then you get over it but um Part of it as well, then sometimes having to work with distributors and like, mm-hmm. like middle 
people, I guess, middlemen, middle people. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously they, they're not a charity, so they, you've got to pay them some money. And then it's like, okay, mm-hmm. your margins start reducing and stuff. And it's like, actually, wow. sometimes it feels like everybody else is making more money than I am. Mm-hmm. But they're taking their little percentages and then I'm left with like smaller and smaller amount. It's like, what the hell? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm sending wow. other people's children wow. to college sort of thing. It's like, <laughs> what the hell? Um, it's crazy. So, yeah, but what I found of a lot of the buyers, they just ignore you basically until they're okay. interested. So it's it's, it's challenging. Okay. I think a lot of them, I don't know, maybe I'm being, I don't know, just feel like they don't get it or they're not interested. Mm. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's a slog. And, but yeah, it's a challenge, but yeah, it's anything worthwhile, right? You know, doesn't come easy necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um, yeah, that makes sense. It's it's going to be a challenge, right? And but but you've got some big names already, so yeah, we definitely uh, have hopefully, hopefully, we just need to build on it and sustain it and just uh, grow exactly. on it. Yeah, so that's the main thing. Exactly. Uh, I was curious, why the name very puzzled? Where where did that come from? It was just again, it just whimsical. Just if something makes me chuckle, okay. or something makes me laugh, then yeah, I'm I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really want to think about it and dwell on it for too long. Um. Mm-hmm. Like in the past, it might have been like Sankofa, you know, design or like, yeah. you know, Kush or, you know, Kemet or I don't know. <laughs> so I, I just feel like that was, those were just, I don't know, I want to say too black or too militant, but it was just like, I just yeah. wanted to have more of a universal, more of just an easy kind of appeal. Um, yeah. And it just, it just literally just came to me like within five minutes. And the main thing was like, mm-hmm. is the domain available? It's like, it's available. Yeah, I'm just going to get it. I just felt, I just feel like, I don't even know if I had like a spreadsheet at the time with like the list of tasks, mm-hmm. but I knew like, dude, you've got like a hundred things that you need to do. The name shouldn't like take up half the time, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, just yeah. think of a name, like the first couple that just works. I mean, I thought very puzzled. I thought slightly puzzled, maybe puzzled, very, I don't know. It's like very puzzled to find that works. <laughs> just, just, let's just go with it. And you can always change it later if you want to. Um, I mean, the, yeah. the actual registered company name at company's house it's Osebo Limited. Mm-hmm. And Osebo in Ghana, um, I'm my mum's an Ashanti. And there's okay. eight or nine different clans. And each clan has its okay. own totem. And the clan that my family is from, like you, you inherit, it's matrilineal heritage. And so the, the clan mm-hmm. that my family from is called a Braytu. And our totem is the leopard. And Osebo is, okay. is the word for leopard. So... When you get like the, okay. when you get like the Nancy tales and things, you get like uh, the leopards one of the, like the the characters, and so I just I just picked okay. up. And again, it was just my daughter had come home from school like many years ago, and they'd given her like an Nancy book, and it had like a saber, and I'm like, yeah, just kind of sh- I kind of remember them. Like, yep, yeah. again, it sounds more deep and impactful. And I just at that time, it just a saber, yep, it's free, yep, just register it. Very puzzled, yep. <laughs> I mean, just just register it. Let's move on and let's like do all the different tasks and things because there was literally like a hundred things like yeah that was... wow that's insane that's completely insane and what's been the reception like it sounds like it's been really really good that you've been getting very good feedback yes it's really right. good um and we're really grateful um because i, I looked mm-hmm. at it as like people are spending time with their children or their loved mm-hmm. ones or they're gifting it to other people's children um, and for me, mm-hmm. that's that's really impactful because kids are precious, right? And that time you spend with them mm-hmm. is important. So if you're 
using our products and you're engaging with your loved ones with our products then yeah we're just super thankful super grateful um i think it, the reception's great and to the point where it's, it's kind of taking on a, a bit of a life of its own where people are like Mm-hmm. where's the grenada puzzle why do you not have like sierra leone it's like okay like <laughs> 100 or more then yeah i can get it going and stuff so i'm trying to get to the point where now it's like yeah it needs to be pre-orders because i've just kind of sunk my own money into it over time and i've just mm-hmm. reinvested what i've made so now it's a case of yeah to do a puzzle it shouldn't just be a whim on my part anymore it should be like actually there's people asking for it. And if we can get enough pre-orders, then, I mean, mm-hmm. we, by all means, we can design it, get a mock-up done and do the photos. But actually, we need people to commit to say, okay, yeah, you know, we've got 100, two, 300 or more pre-orders, then we can go and actually make, because before we're making it, we're buying the minimum, which is like 500 units. That's in my mm-hmm. house. And then I'm either selling it to the shops in bulk, like bit by bit. Mm-hmm or i'm selling it on my and it's just like i'm i'm the money's gone out and then it's slowly coming back in and it's just yeah and then mm. i've got other puzzles that are running out that i need to replenish and it's just like no actually now it's got to the point of so many different SKUs, and some SKUs i've just kind of discontinued for now because it hasn't mm-hmm. sold well like um ethiopia mm-hmm. kenya and south africa and so actually let's concentrate mm-hmm. on like the likes of ghana nigeria jamaica mm-hmm. africa and the caribbean one um yeah, I mean, I want to expand, but actually at the point where we're getting more commitment, I guess, before, you know, yeah. too much money into into it, because then the money's tied up, you can't do other things, and then, yeah, just sleepless nights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah, I completely, completely get what you're saying there, and it's like you said, you have to get c- commitment, you know, South Africa, Ethiopia, all of these are massive countries, maybe it's just that the communities don't know about it yet, and when they do know about it, it'll just be a, a, a wave, right, it's just about timing, right, rather than, you know, maybe the time is just not right for yeah. it yet, maybe at some point it will be, maybe, I don't know, in the future you start getting a thousand people emailing, yeah. Where, where's Ethiopia, where's Ethiopia, and then you're like, oh, wow, let's it, bring it, it back. a bit of that, it's a weird one, because I thought, okay, here's a list of all the, the biggest countries in Africa by population. Mm-hmm. Let's just start with them because they've got the biggest demographic. Yeah. But it doesn't actually work that way. And, that, and that's a lesson I've learned, which is a good one. And I think of Ethiopia, it might mm-hmm. be difficult because obviously they're a bit of a civil war at the moment. South mm-hmm. Africa, okay. you know, historically and stuff, there might be again, you know, you know, whether people... So so, so it's, it's strange. And then what I found is we then did the, the, the um, Jamaica puzzle and that far ourselves every other puzzle like it's only, okay. only ever behind the, the africa puzzle and it was just like wow never knew that so then i was like, okay cool let's do a caribbean trinidad and tobago but so let's find all the, the the countries in the caribbean and start doing them now um and i guess you know jamaica may be like three million people population but i guess mm-hmm. they're just very proud and quite rightly so mm-hmm. um and yeah it just i don't know yeah there's and especially in the UK, maybe, maybe not now, but I guess when I was growing up, you know, Jamaica was basically, you know, the heart and centre of the black community in a way, like, you know, mm-hmm. from, you know, the music to the, you know, the patois and everything else, the, the, the dress, you know, that was mm-hmm. the culture at, at that point. Um, so, yeah, it was really interesting. It was an eye-opener. I always thought it would be successful, but I just thought it was numbers, like, okay, there's, there's mm. only three, I don't know, three million Jamaicans worldwide or something like that compared to like, I don't know, 
200 million like Nigerians, I thought it'd be like a no brainer, mm-hmm. but actually, yeah, turn out completely wrong. So yeah. Wow. Was, and that's the kind of thing you don't know until you experiment. I feel, um, mm-hmm. until you actually, you know, try it out. So yeah, that was, yeah, a good lesson learned. Yeah. 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 That makes, that makes, that makes absolute sense. And what does success look like for very puzzled? Yeah. Good question. I think there's, there's a number of different bits. I think again, maybe going back to what one of my earlier points, it's just, um, yeah, my family being proud of me, really. I think that's what ultimately Mm -hmm. that's success. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and I think they are, which is great, but yeah, that's, that's to me success. Fulfilling my potential, uh, that's success. Mm -hmm. Um, ultimately, having something that I can pass on to my daughter and, you know, other descendants as well. Um, and it doesn't have to be material things necessarily, although that is good, but money can always be squandered, misused. Um, I guess it's more being able to provide them with opportunities. So if, you know, my nephews and my nieces, it's like, yeah, you don't have to go work experience stacking shelves in Tesco, (laughs) you know, you can go, you know, work with Uncle Patrick and, you know, actually learn and actually be given real responsibilities. Um, and being able to extend that beyond my family, maybe, so the, the wider mm-hmm. community. So, you know, I had I had an idea of the football puzzles of, like, you know, having um, stands, like pop-ups in different shopping centres and having different, like, mm-hmm. teams and giving them the option, like, you know, you can take a, a wage, like, I don't know, you can, I'll pay you, like, I don't know, hundred pounds for the day or you can buy the puzzles from me and you can take the profit that you make and so it's a case of Mm -hmm. getting them to think do i play it safe and just take you know the guaranteed money or do i you know invest my own money and actually i can you know my my earnings potentially limit limit, limitless as it were and then seeing which ones prevailed and obviously if you're more invested you're going to do more things to kind of generate sales as opposed to if I've got a hundred pounds, I don't care if I sell one or a hundred, like I'm not going to get paid anymore. And so just trying to give, you know, know, 16 year old college kids or, you know, school kids that opportunity, because I feel a lot of the time we get, we just get a bad rep and actually all these, all Mm -hmm. these young people need is just an opportunity, just something to do an outlet Mm -hmm. and, you know, to, to kind of express their creativity in different ways. And so, yeah, those are the kind of things I, I want to be able to do. And I think to me, that's ultimately success um, mm-hmm. because then that's empowering other people, giving other people opportunities. Cause I just feel, yeah, you know, I've had to struggle. Um, and even me and my, mm-hmm. some might say big age, still struggling and trying to, you know, make things happen and trying to make it easier for the, for the next, you know, people coming up and giving them opportunities that they can then actually, you know, take it on further. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I completely, I completely get that. It, yeah, no, it makes it makes absolute um, success, and that's the thing. Success means different things to different people. It doesn't always have to mean money. It can mean other stuff. It can mean freedom. It, it can mean you know giving back to a community, family, you know anything like that. So it's very just very important to understand what um, success means to you. Um, wow, wow, it's been it's been uh, such a, a great conversation. I definitely want to get you on for um, a part two in person. I think. Sure. Um, it'll be an even uh, more uh, vibrant um, conversation. So I just wanted to understand. So I asked you at the beginning, what was your, you know, worst financial mistake? What would you say is your greatest financial achievement? 
Um, still going. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it it's all relative. Um, I mean, getting you know puzzles purchased by you know Airbnb was was great. It was you know mm-hmm. a nice win. I, I feel that with these things, hopefully over time, it'll be like it pales into significant not significant, but it just pales into comparison when you're doing like ten, twenty, mm-hmm. you know, hundred x what that was at the time, but. Obviously, at the time, it was a, a big milestone for us. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think for me, I'm, I'm not always focused on the numbers as much and mm-hmm. kind of... love the, the, And maybe that's good and bad, but I guess for me, just starting was was the, the, the biggest kind of um, achievement. Um, actually having the mm-hmm. idea and actually saying, okay, right, right, I'm going to commit to this. I'm actually going to do it, getting it done mm-hmm. and... and continuing um and striving to do more um that's that's been my key takeaway i think the only thing is is i'm not always very grateful i'm not you know i don't always kind of take the time to breathe look back and kind of appreciate you know the strides and kind of mm-hmm. enjoy the journey it's it's i know it's a cliche mm-hmm. but um i'm always looking to the next thing i'm always like stressed i'm always like yeah kinda, you know um but yeah i just need to just understand that things do take time have a bit more patient Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. you know yeah trust the process as they say and enjoy the journey but yes it's it's kind of difficult when you're in it but um i need to find a way to yeah humble myself and yeah kind of take those things in a bit more yeah that no that makes sense i think as an entrepreneur it's that's how we're wired right what's the next thing? Okay, achieve this. What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? Instead of being like, oh, I achieved this. Great. Let me enjoy it. Let me relax. Okay, let's move on to the next thing. Let's enjoy it. But we're just like, oh, okay, yeah, that was cool. But I can do bigger and better. Mm-hmm. It's just always like wired like that. So you know, very, very interesting. And I like that you said that you don't look at numbers. Um, a lot of people do focus on the numbers sometimes. And not that there's anything wrong with it. Everybody has a different approach. But sometimes when you don't, you might get the numbers. Um, at the end of the day as as well um what's next for for yourself yeah key for us um just continue what we're doing um definitely mm-hmm. try and get into america more uh find a way to really mm-hmm. kind of leverage what we have done um i mean mm-hmm. you look at it you know in the uk i don't know there's three two three four million maybe like people from an ethnic you know minority background and that's including mm-hmm. you know the whole bame umbrella with like you know mm-hmm. um you know, South Asians and things. There's like mm. 44 million like African Americans. So that's there's there's only like 60, wow. 70 million people. So it's like you know mm. it's a huge market basically. So it's trying to get into there, but also trying you know get across Europe as well. So just doing more of what we're mm-hmm. doing, and then just seeing whether you know puzzles not geared specifically to African Caribbean people sell to mm-hmm. you know. We've got an India puzzle that's done relatively okay. Um, So, and part of me, my conscious was, I don't know, you kind of go to certain places and the hair shops are owned by, you know, South Asian people. They've got Mm -hmm. no, like, qualms selling products to us, like Alpha. And so, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you've got things like, is it like Turtle Bay or something that does, like, Caribbean food and it's not owned by Caribbean people (laughs) in any sense. So, I, yeah. I just, part, I don't know, part of me, I don't know if it was like idealistic or philosophical, I don't know, it was kind of like, yeah, but people sell ARG stuff to us all, every day, all day, all the time, right? Yeah. We don't necessarily complain. 
Um, you know, yeah. why are we? Do you want to come in? Why? Why are we so scared and nervous to like you know? Yeah. Do stuff for other people that's not us. So yeah, I just think, yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah. No. I love that. I love that. It's uh, it's very very true. Oh, hello. So that's, that's the co-founder just getting ready for bed. Okay. <laughs> well done. Hi. Hi. Uh, no. No. Okay. No. No. Nothing to add. Okay. Um. So where can people find you? Um, so obviously, as you mentioned, we're in John Lewis, we're in Waterstones as mm-hmm. well now, but we're also mm-hmm. stopped by a number of really great independent black-owned shops. Um, so you've got Diverse mm-hmm. Gifts in Brixton, you've got the Black Books okay. Archives also in Brixton, Pempancy also in Brixton, mm-hmm. but then you've got Book and Culture, they now have a pop-up mm-hmm. in Wembley, um, but also okay. online, and then you've got This Is Book Love also mm-hmm. online, and then Our Kids mm-hmm. Trove also online. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole bunch. If you follow us on Instagram, we can like give you a list as well. So, um, and that's just the UK stock here. So we're also stocked in Ghana, mm-hmm. the US, um, mm-hmm. Germany, Netherlands, Austria. Yeah, like ten okay. different countries at the moment now. So again, trying to really expand um, mm-hmm. and yeah, be be as um, worldwide as, as possible. Yeah, and what's your Instagram handle? Uh, very very puzzled. Okay, very, very puzzled on, on Instagram. Are you on any other TikTok? Yeah, uh, we're, yeah, pretty much all social media, very, very puzzled. Okay. So okay. we don't post much on on TikTok yet, but Pinterest, mm-hmm. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are our are, are main ones. Okay, great. Thank you. And make sure to to give uh, Very Puzzled a followed on those uh, social media handles also buy their products i'm gonna make sure that i get my version i'm gonna get nigeria because i'm nigeria and i'm syrilonian you don't have that one yet so when you get that in the future yeah, so that's I'll go and get really, that one. Uh, a big request though for sierra leone definitely <laughs> yeah therefore therefore i can see them buying it um have you got any final words for the listeners um no i think the main thing is there's there's lots of advice. It's hard to take it in and execute on them. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the main thing is you've got to believe in yourself, um, and you've also got to be yourself. Um, that's one of the ones that always stuck with me. Um, uh, I've got like an uncle, like did an MBA. Um, I kind of aspired to him, and I think the only advice he ever gave me was just uh, be yourself. And I was like, that's all you're mm-hmm. gonna tell. All your knowledge and experience. It's like, but when you actually like <laughs> drill down into it, it's like. If you're not yourself and people don't like you, then you've, you've wasted the effort. Like, you know, and if you are yourself and they don't like you, at least you know, and you can just continue to be yourself. Mm. And so it's just like, mm-hmm. you're just going to waste too much time not being yourself. And I, even yeah. at work, there was, we did like a test and stuff like that. And all like, when you're, when, you're, when you're not yourself, you just spend so much energy. Like, and we all might, we all do it in a way. You go into the corporate world, you might put on like a mask, you might like, you know, it's code switch as they say, but, in all of that, you're spending energy. You're not being yourself. You're mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, so as much as you can, really just be yourself. And if they don't like it, forget about it. Like, go somewhere where you can be yeah. yourself. And, yeah, if they do, then great. Then, you know, you, you're winning, right? And then, yeah, so. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that. I think being originals is super important and being authentic is super important. It's not about trying to be 
nobody but you you know you're always going to have your core audience and your own fans so it's better just to be yourself rather than just doing things just for you know whatever sort of vanity metrics that 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 you know you cater to so yeah and no, i completely agree thank you so much patrick for um taking the time um to, to come onto the podcast and share your story it's been very insightful um i'm sure the listeners learned a lot i i definitely learned a lot like i said i want to definitely do a part two in person um to yeah just showcase what you, what you have to, to offer to the world because i think it's a great product i think it sends um a great message um and yeah no it's been it's been it's been so good i i hope listeners that you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast um and yeah we'll we'll see you next week thanks for for listening thank you so much for your time, yeah. for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.